<laughs> so well. Welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I am Jeevo and... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not working for a change. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not in fluoro. <laughs> what, what hat you got on, mate? What hat you got on? Show me your hat. Muppets. OG Muppets yeah. represent. Represent. Wow. I'm Muppet, Muppet number seven. So, how, how, that's eight fingers, mate. That's okay. I know you can't. Mate, count. Come on. No, no. Look, it's just because I snuck them in like that. Okay. <laughs> well, you're from Tasmania. You've got to be this, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like this. <laughs> 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 I've, got, I've got family in Tasmania, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> they move there by choice, too. <laughs> uh, I thought. They were deported, were they? They're going overseas. They brought people to overseas. Oh, look. Look who's back. Pickle. Stop it. <laughs> oh, the whole crew's here. Oh. I love um, it. Tonight's special guest is none other than Matt O'Neill. And, uh, mate, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk through everything. We're going to talk through, you know, number one, you know, the, the ride association and obviously going really strong in, in the you know the state camps and things like that got to yep. touch on you know things like you know senior senior league world series and also probably touch on a little bit of ayc magic because he's sort of got the Midas touch at the moment with the ayc Just stuff sprinkling so, it uh, we'll bring matt in hey guys how you doing good mate how hey i'm at good mate um first of all congratulations uh you know, last night, securing a – I think all four teams are in playoffs now. Is that correct? All five, if we include our women's, all? yeah. So yep. uh, wow. something we're incredibly proud of as a club. Nice. Um, yeah, worked hard. Been a, uh, a big season, tough season, but uh, now uh, now we get to go for uh, – play for all the chocolates. Mate, the stations are real now. <laughs> <laughs> Whole new ball game. Exactly. Right. So, Matt, for the people that don't know you, um, I'm not sure there'd be many that don't know you, but, um, mate, if you just want to sort of go through, I guess, your playing career and sort of where you started. Yep. So, I uh, grew up playing for the Five Dock Falcons. Uh, probably wasn't the best player in the world, but uh, hung around, kept working at it. Uh, made my first rep team at under-14s. Uh, progressed through the ride pathway. Ended up representing New South Wales country uh, through 18s and then New South Wales in the under-23s. Uh, got op- offered the opportunity to head over to college uh, in Texas. Went to Clarendon for a couple of years and then uh, transferred out from there. Ended up graduating from Oklahoma Panhandle State. And then once I, uh, I finished that, 
got to hang around and coach a little bit and and just, I guess, keep the dream alive over there and end up spending almost seven years over there. Nice. What did you find the most exciting part about living over in the States? Look, probably tough to nail down one part, but for me, uh, first couple of years in Clarendon, uh, the whole team uh, lived on campus. You uh, you become a family. Uh, so everyone's there. You get up. It's, it's baseball 24-7. Uh, some of the advice that I give the guys uh, that I know that want to go to college, I say to them, if you, if you don't love baseball, it's a really tough slog. You're up early, uh, baseball 24-7 and in and out of classes. And yeah, if you, if you don't love baseball, it, it can become a grind very quickly. Yeah. Now, you sort of touched about the, the ride pathway. And, mate, obviously, you know, you've had so much success over the last five years uh, with, you know, state champs and things like that. And, you know, it's, it sort of shows, like, every year, you know, you, all you hear is, you know, ride red, ride black, whatever it is, you know, you guys are sort of always, you know, charging towards, you know, nationals and you're sort of always there, thereabouts. Mate, what what is it about this you know, this ride juggernaut that you've got going at the moment? I think there's a couple of parts to it. The first part, we have a lot of members, which obviously helps. Um, obviously, you've got more players. It gives you more opportunities to to uh, attract more good players, but then develop more kids. Uh, the second part is we, uh, we have a really big focus on the bottom of the pyramid, is what I call it. Uh, so Rookie Reps, which is next week, we've got four teams going and we've been sending four teams for almost 10 years. Um, then you move up to the 11s and 12, or sorry, the 10s, 11s, and we have a couple of teams there. And then so by the time you get to Little League, uh, you've hopefully developed those kids and, and developed a love for baseball and taught them the foundations and, and uh, I guess got them to buy into the ride way of playing baseball and and uh you know doing whatever they can to help their teammates now one thing that roger and i speak about quite often and you guys do it so well out there everyone looks professional you know down to the nike shirts and mate it's just a different level like you watch other clubs rock in and with whatever they want and sort of but you guys all have you know that the attire and look, you, you dress the part, you look the part, and you play the part. And you know, I Roger, I always comment on you know how professional ride look like yeah. Nike shirts. Everyone's like, "Are you serious?" Like Nike shirts, like, but it, it looks it looks legit. It, 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 it looks young. unreal. As the uh, as the young kids say, the drip is is cool. Um, <laughs> look, one of the things I uh, I like is. Uh, for me, every little league season, every campaign needs to be special. Yeah, and uh, and whether it's little league, senior league, or anything in between, you want the kids to have a an experience, a memory that goes, "Hey, I want to do this again." And uh, and that starts with obviously the playing and the winning and and everything that goes on the field. But if you've got stuff that makes you feel good and you look good, then and it makes you play better, then hey, even better. Like, That's it. you've got all your, like, I don't know, I think it was, which which year was it? I can't remember, it was one year I was down there, 
and you've all got the same bags. You've all got their names. You've all got their numbers on it. You know, they've all got the, the shirts. Everyone's hanging their shirts up behind. And it just it just gives you that environment of, you know, you guys are here to play. You guys aren't yep. here to make up the numbers. You guys are here to play. 100%. And we, I don't know, Rog, and you can probably vouch for this, um, how much we bang on about uniforms and looking the part and, yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone matches. Everything looks the same. You don't have different color belts. Don't have one kid with the wrong hat, the wrong training shirt. Everything looks on point. It just, it just, I don't know. It's, it sets that level of expectation uh, that hey, you were ready to go. It's yeah. It just looks good. And look, it, it takes a lot of work, right? There's, there's oh, yeah. people that put a lot of work in behind the scenes every year to to organise the uniform packages and and uh, talk to different suppliers and and uh, and make sure that we keep the cost down because baseball is not a cheap sport. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so you work work with the suppliers to to get these really cool stuff for the kids at a at a good price. Yeah, and I think that's probably the key. You know, baseball is an expensive sport. You know, it's it's not cheap. And, you know, with all the other fees and then you've got tournament fees and, and things like that, you know, you've got to be able to make a deal somewhere, I guess. And, you know, if you're getting those deals with, you know, apparel, that's that's great. Like, you know, all these kids rocking out with, you know, Nike hoodies and this, that and the other, you sort of sit there and go, well, you know, we didn't have that when we were kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's just like you sort of sit there and you go to yourself, like, wow, it looks really good. So, you know, Roger and I'll have to hit you up for one of those hoodies. <laughs> I might have a spare one. But, mate, you know, we, we talk about, you know, ride and obviously, you know, the, the juggernaut that it, that it is at the moment, which is, you know, really good. Now, you know, you, you had a heartbreaker. Was it Mildura? Was, it, was that the heartbreaker you had in Mildura? You know? Tough one. That yeah. Brisbane North team, they're, they're a juggernaut. They're good. Yeah. Um, yep. Lonzo, who starts for them, he uh, he was a part of the Queensland AYC team this year. Unfortunately for him, he got injured, but uh, he's a special talent. He can pitch, and uh, and they're a well-coached, well-drilled team. Yeah, and we just got all these guys coming and saying at the moment, always. Stewie. <laughs> 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 yeah, and look, you know, there's there's the things the things that we see, you know, like. You know, obviously, you have the heartbreak and the disappointment in that, but then, you know, senior league the next year, you know, you go all the way. You know, what, what was your motivation? Actually, the same season. I, uh, okay. I got conned into coaching two teams last year. Ah. And uh, so senior league got the win and got to the trip to uh, uh, the World Series, which was awesome. And then the IL kids finished, uh, finished second. But... Uh, Look, I, I think for me, I've been around a few years coaching at charter level and uh, and wins are nice. There's no doubt about that. I, I'm competitive. I'm as competitive as the next person. Yep. Not going to lie. But uh, <laughs> trying to make these kids into better people. And uh, if at the end of the campaign, at the end of their, their juniors pathway, they're better people and, uh, and we've improved their baseball along the way as well, then... I feel like we've got the club and, and the community in a good position. Yeah. And 100%. Tell us, tell us a little bit how the Senior League World Series was. That experience. It was unreal. It, um, 
unreal experience. We uh, we travelled over there, a fair bit of travel, obviously, uh, Sydney, LA, LA to Atlanta, landed at Atlanta, had some issues with uh, the bags going missing, had to sit around Atlanta Airport for three hours and then got a three-hour bus ride. So we didn't get into uh, Clemson until about 11.30, midnight. Um, but uh, we turned up uh, the next morning, got to meet some of the officials and, and everyone was just incredibly welcoming, uh, did whatever they could to make the experience for the kids unreal. Uh, the facilities were awesome. Uh, the locals, uh, they get around it. The, uh, the standard of play for a junior tournament and, and look, I appreciate senior leagues are under 16s, so it's not, you know, a young level, but uh, you know, some of the kids at the tournament were, were impressive. The Curacao team that gave us a good touch-up, they've had four or five of their kids sign pro contracts since, and uh, they were good, good. They were real good. And what, what was the highlight for you? For me... Anytime you get to put on the Australian jersey and uh, and hear the anthem uh, for the first time, I think that's always cool. Yeah. So that first game, playing Mexico, the local team, uh, District 2 had just finished. So there was a pretty good crowd, um, uh, probably close to a full house at that stage. Uh, a lot of the locals were still hanging around watching uh, the start of our game. So there was a good buzz around and then they play the Aussie anthem and it's yeah, just that moment you go, okay, this is cool. <laughs> it's really happening. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. One of, <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the things that they, that you did while you were there also, you know, like there was, there's a couple of things that, you know, were world first, like Isabel Lambert got to pitch and, and things like that. And, you know, that was that was pretty cool to see that, and also you know they recognise that also on the broadcast. Yeah, Izzy Lambert, she's a uh, she's a superstar in her own right, absolute uh, champion, great family. Um, you know, all three kids uh, are great baseballers, um, and 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 really big part of the baseball community in ride. But uh, what she did over there was huge, and. Uh, you know, she had young girls, young young boys coming up to her after every game, you know, telling her that, uh, you know, they wanted autographs and all of that sort of jazz. And it was, it was pretty cool to see. Nice. How many, how many, how many uh, interviews do you have to do over there, Matt? Uh, a couple. Um, the, the local District 2 team ended up making the final. So that really took uh, the local media attention. Um, it was the first time that they had been that deep into the tournament. So uh, hence why the crowds were big. The uh, uh, the media coverage from their perspective was huge. They were all over the locals, which was cool. It was cool to, cool to watch, cool nice. to see. Also saw that um, you, took the, you took the team over to see Todd Van Stensel. Yeah. So uh, we, uh, we were tossing up between going and watching the Atlanta Braves and uh and todd and uh we decided that going and watching toddy because it was meant to be a an hour and a half less drive than going back to atlanta yeah uh, seemed like a good idea and 
went to the game. The game was awesome. The uh, the team, uh, the honey budgers were awesome. They looked after us. They let the kids on the field. Nice. And uh, that was all great. And then when we went to go home on the drive home, the uh, the highway was closed for roadworks. <laughs> so oh, what should have been about an hour and 45 minute drive home turned into almost four hours. Oh, man. So <laughs> every good plan comes undone. Yeah. And yep. um, how, how, did you, how did Todd like it? Seeing all the young kids and getting around it? Because we know what Todd's like. Todd, uh, Todd is the ultimate promoter of baseball. Uh, he, he really gets the uh, the idea of getting around it, promoting the game, helping the kids. And, uh, yeah, so I think he was blown away that we made the effort, that we drove the two hours to come and see him. And, and uh, yeah, he, uh, he got the throw, which was, you know, when we spoke yeah. to him, he said, oh, <laughs> I might go tonight, I'm not sure. But uh, he ended up throwing a couple of innings through the ball really well that night and come and hang out with the kids afterwards. So that was cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. Our serial pest has arrived, Shannon Bickle. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's asked that he's written a he's written a novel. The charter baseball changed the country in junior levels, and I still right as I was part of a system in New South Wales. Have Matt O'Neill's Fullerton's Cavils playing major major league baseball levels in Little League? We knew the world's changed. It was a level of junior baseball unprecedented. I don't know if that's a question or a statement. Pickle? Uh, <laughs> I think what I think what Shannon's saying is when Little League first started, there are there are a lot of people that I guess didn't understand Little League, didn't know how it fit. And then uh, after a couple of years of I guess seeing Perth, who had a lot of success early, uh, a lot of us locally within New South Wales started to go, okay. What are we doing different? What can we do better? How do we get our teams to that level? Because Perth were winning three or four in a row. Yeah. Um, mm. And I know like, those names that, that Shan have, has, uh, has listed, we all sort of talked and said, what can we do uh, to get uh, a New South Wales charter or New South Wales charters on the map? Um, now, since then, we've been pretty lucky. There's been a fair bit, fair bit of success. I'm glad that you can speak Bickle, Matt, because I can't. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, though. He's a special human, Shannon. But um, now, nah, look, and, you know, and these are the things that, you know, you look at from, you know, when you see teams that go to state champs underdone. You know, a lot of them, you know, turn up underdone and it's like, well, you know, are you here to make up the numbers or are you here to what are you, what are you there to do? What are you there to achieve? Because, you know, I've I've been around like obviously you now the little league stuff with you know streaming it and things like that for a long period of time. And I watched some teams just get better every year. And you know, the the association gets stronger and stronger and stronger, which is great. But then why aren't all associations doing that? Look, I don't have an answer for it, but, you know, it, it could be something as simple as, you know, okay, let's let's look at what the rides are doing. Let's look at what the Cronullas are doing. Let's look at what the Hills are doing, you know, to get a consistent approach. I, I don't think it's that easy. 
I really yeah. don't. I think if, if it was that easy, obviously everyone would be doing it. Um, from a ride perspective, there's a lot of work that goes into it. As I said, we, we start down the bottom. Uh, we had our rookie reps kids down at the park playing practice games this morning against each other uh, in preparation for next week's carnival. Yeah. Um, so it's there is a lot of work. Uh, I, I think within sport in Australia at the moment, we are very resource poor, mm-hmm. uh, volunteer time poor. So, you know, it takes a lot of good people to, to get good programs in place. And, uh, and and if you're lucky and you've got those people and, and you've got someone that's prepared to drive a program, uh, that's awesome. But you still need the coaches, you need the managers, right. you need the grounds crew, you need everyone to line up and, and all be pulling in the same direction. And uh, and then you also need a bit of luck too. Let's uh, let's be honest, to win a national title, uh, you've you got to be good. There's no doubt about that. But you also need a little bit of luck. It looks like you've just getting all the all the ride people all over you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, and look, we all know you're passionate about the game, you know, and that, that, that's no doubt. And you know, that's obviously one of those drivers um, that ride have. You know, is that you are so passionate. You know, people like Kerry, and then you've got like guys like Dave Minnes that's always around. You know, your support staff are amazing. Like, and that they're second to none from what I've seen. Oh, look, I've no doubt that every organization have their guys that do great jobs, right? Um, but you're right, from my perspective, I, I love what my ride guys, my ride coaches do. Um, they're, they're all willing to jump in and and uh and in, invest their time and and uh, and help the kids. And at the end of the day, that's what we're about, right? Trying to trying to make these kids better, uh, both on and off the field, yeah. So We've we've touched on on the ride stuff and you know obviously that now Roger's going to ask about the, the tough yeah, stuff. Roger's going to ask you about yeah, the Mike. New South Wales, the New South Wales Bookstein's AYC stuff. So, how um how do you fall well, not fall how do you how do you manage to to break into the AYC and then what have you found as your probably your your biggest hurdles around the uh, around the teams. So Casso had been into me for a few years about getting me involved. Uh, and it's something that I was always uh, interested in, obviously just managing time and, uh, and balancing uh, work, life, baseball, balance. Uh, not always easy. I've, I probably need to learn to say no a little more, but uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. Um, I've had some... Uh, some really good kids over the last two years in the AYCs. And uh, I think the hardest thing that I found with the AYC is, and I'll say this to the kids once we pick the team, generally if you're making the state team, you're the three-hole, the shortstop, the starting pitcher, uh, you're the guy on the team. And, uh, And that's why you've made the state team. That's awesome. But when I bring 20 of those guys together, I can't have 23 holes and 20 shortstops. Correct. And if you can get everybody on the team uh, to understand that their job is X and, hey, I know you play shortstop for club, but I need you to play left field for me because 
I love your bat, but I've got this kid here, or I need you to move to second base, whatever it is. If you can get everyone to buy into that team dynamic, that's when special things happen. And, uh, and thankfully the last two years, you know, everyone's, uh, everyone's swum in the same direction and we've been lucky enough to go back to back. Yeah. Nice. Unfortunately this year, obviously, you know, with the washouts and, and things like that and, you know, but um, look, you, you were the form team. There, there's no doubt. Like you, you went through the, the pool rounds undefeated and, you know, you never looked like losing. Look, there's no doubt that we were nervous about playing some of the other teams. They were good. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. We, we were good at the start of the week. Uh, but as we all know, you've got to play the game on the field. You don't play it on paper, right? And, yeah. and obviously not the way we wanted to win the tournament, you know, on uh, on a decision by the tournament directors. But uh, the kids have done a great job all week. Well, the young men have done a great job all week, the way they were playing. And... Uh, the part that I probably feel most disappointed about was missing the uh, the opportunity to celebrate on the field. Uh, yeah. We got told by the tournament directors uh, that this is what was happening. We were told to, to lay low a little bit so they could work out how they were going to communicate with all the teams. And uh, so we went back. We had a team meeting about an hour later where we told the kids that they'd won. And there was that awkward, yay, we've won. But we wanted to win yeah. it on the field. Yeah, that's right. It's just not the same. And it, it sounds to me like Shannon Beagle's trying to get a job over there, Matt. Is, um... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I actually had uh, Shannon Young bloke uh, on my team two seasons ago, and uh, he was a big part of the reason why we won two years ago. Uh, Ethan threw a, a couple of gems for us and, and got us really deep in the tournament. So yeah. yeah. It's, um... I've got no idea where Ethan gets that talent from because it's not from his old man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. um... well, there you go, Rog. <laughs> <laughs> only, only a few words. Don't put numbers. I can't count. <laughs> anything past ninety struggles. Look at his lineups. But um. Yeah, and, and look, you know, as Joel Hudson said, they did they did the job all week and deserved the win. Yeah, hundred percent, Joel. And but look, they did, and I'm not taking anything away from the kids, right? They were awesome. You know, I I think we were 95 runs for, 100 runs for, and 25 yeah. against. We were dominant. We hit 400 as a team. Um, nice. You know, we had uh, Fletcher Willard get named to MVP. Um, he had a hell of a week. You had uh, Cavill. But seven twenty something, seven twenty nine uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, it was just absurd. It was Nintendo numbers. Um, <laughs> Kobe Cuspert won the uh, the Golden Arm, which it could have gone to uh, any one of the other boys. Like every single one of the kids stepped up, and yeah. it was uh, it was cool to be a part of. It was a good week. Now you know we we talk about you know AYC. So is that is that a Obviously, you know, you've got that contract until until you don't want it anymore, it sounds like, Matt. You know, back to back. So, <laughs> Well, uh, we'll see what next year brings. I, uh, I've i really enjoyed the 16s. It's it's a great age group. Uh, I feel like I I can make an impact on on uh, on these guys. But, hey, who knows? Maybe I'll move up to 18s next year. 
IBL. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, I did a little bit of stuff in the ABL with Auckland a few years ago, and that was awesome. Yeah. That was an unreal experience. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm open to anything. You know, I'm just, uh, just happy to be around baseball. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the Auckland stuff, I obviously didn't know that you had anything to do with Auckland. So um, mm. you want to share that story with us? They, uh, they came to Sydney or came to Australia where – a little short-handed, so they uh, they reached out and asked me to get involved, and uh, got to hang out out there for a, a couple of series and uh, throw a bit of BP and and just be around a couple of cool guys. Steve Mintz was the coach, yeah. the manager at the time. Uh, Darren Bragg was the uh, the uh, third base coach. So a couple of cool guys that, to pick their brain and uh, and learn from, and uh, yeah, it was. It was a good, good experience, good opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, ABL stuff, you know, and then let's, let's kind of now move on to, you know, your state league stuff. And, you know, obviously that program once again is, is firing on all cylinders this, this year. Um, you've always been there, thereabouts, um, you know, in, in first grade. You've sort of always been on that cusp of that fourth, fifth, sort of spot it's kind of it's always you know the the borcos and then you've got you know blacktown macarthur and that fourth spot sort of always varies you've always been there thereabouts what's been the difference this year do you think we we've had a couple of good young kids uh, really step up uh cooper wilson i think he finished 270-ish on the year, 25-odd stolen bases as a rookie in first grade playing elite defense in center field. Um, you've got uh, Logan Fielder in his first year in first grade uh, contributing week in, week out. So to have those couple of guys, and they're just two that come to mind straight away. Uh, Benny Kay's probably the other big one. I think he's thrown 25 innings this year in first grade. So to have those three young guys really contribute around the core of a, uh, a Jackson Heap, Jesse O'Connell, Maxi Brennan. Um, it just gives us a little bit more depth to our first grade lineup. Um, they, they, they're young. They've made some dumb mistakes along the way. Um, but uh, as the year's gone on, they've played at a higher level. And, and uh, yeah, they've been a big part of why we're, we're in the position we're in. I, I do want to touch on something. Um... Your picture last night, um, over 100 strikeouts for the season. It's fairly impressive, isn't it? It's, um, look, obviously, uh, we, we we lose a bit of pitching to the ABL with Wilco, Todd, and Crossy. Uh, we've got a couple of other guys over in college at the moment. Uh, so we were looking for an import pitcher who would take the ball, give us six solid innings week in, week out. And uh, and Todd knew Q. Um, said he's a good guy. He wants to compete. He wants the ball. So, but he's been better than expected. He, uh, yeah, 104 strikeouts, I think he finished with. Yeah. Um, in 55 innings, 58 innings, something like that. Like, he had 14 strikeouts last night. I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> 
So a little bit about him, wow. I guess. He threw seven innings last night for his 14 strikeouts. Uh, hadn't given up a run. I uh, I tell him he's done and, and he's, you know, he's like, no, I'm not done, my mate. You're done. Give me the ball. <laughs> Let the next player go. <laughs> so ultimate competitor doesn't picture, really give the ball away. That's awesome. Yeah, That's like, what you want out of a guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and you sort of look at, you know, what you've done this year and, you know, that that's great. But also the opportunities that you give to your young guys, um, you know, and look, you're you're renowned around the league for, you know, massive changes within lineups, within pinch hitters, pinch runners, whatever it is, you know. But you get everyone in there and everyone, you know, it seems to be that good team vibe. And you have a guy that comes in with pinch hits and you've got a guy that comes on and pinch runs and, you know, there's always something going on, you know, it's and it's good to see. I think it's important that uh, these young guys feel like they're they're ready. You never know what's going to happen. You know, I talked about Logan. We, we lose him next year to college. Yeah. Um, so there's that cycle of, of kids that we're constantly going to lose. Charlie Steer, who's had a massive year for us in the lower grades, we lose him. Um, my hope, I guess, is that when we lose these guys to college, that they come back four years later and not injured, not burnt out, uh, in a position where they want to reinvest in the club, uh, take a little bit more of a leadership role and, uh, I guess, mentor some of the younger guys, but then also fill the uh, the gaps as the next wave and the next wave start heading off because there's a, a potential for us to lose 10 guys in the next two years, which is awesome. Awesome yeah. for those kids, and, yeah. and they'll have a great opportunity, great experience. But that's ten guys that you've now got to replace. And I think that also, like, in, you know, Roger and I have always spoken about this. It does affect the state league because you keep losing numbers to college. Um, you know, and obviously that's something they need to look at moving forward. You know, what they're going to do in that situation. But um, Paul Jones said it all umpires nightmares with your changes, Matt, because <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a game changer to struggle the most. <laughs> yeah. Or scorers, mate. I think Janine Hunt was on the end of uh, one of my Little League games a few years ago where I made something like <laughs> Little League, you're allowed uh, to re-enter. You can move kids everywhere, do everything. And I think oh, at the wow. end of the game, Janine was ready to uh, to about strangle me. Yeah, so Matt's changes are like Rain Man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dewey. Just keeps coming. Oh, it looks like you got a dollar sign in there too. Well, that's a typo, Janine. I'm not sure. Well, where you paying? Where you paying her to keep the changes? Right I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. This year during AYCs, the uh, the AYC rules this year were, were tough on managers. Uh, participation. Every kid had to get. Uh, 40%. So there was a lot of defensive changes, a lot of moving around. So halfway through the tournament, I uh, took a couple of boxes of chocolates up to the uh, the scorer's <laughs> office to uh, to soften the blow a little. Nice. Cav, Cav just tuned in and um, he said, why do you think we lose so many players to college now than, let's say, 10 years ago? I think technology allows... Uh, the world to be smaller. Uh, it's easier to reach a coach in 
whatever town, it's easy to get video to that coach. Um, I think the opportunity at college is more prevalent. Uh, I know when I came through, people sort of spoke about it but didn't really understand it. Um, I was lucky in that there were a few guys that ride before me, uh, Andy Graham, Benny Mitchell, those guys who had been, they went to Clarendon so they could give me a bit of insight as to what it was like. But I think now technology's made the world smaller and more accessible. Yeah. I also think that uh, Australians, as a general rule, are happy to travel. Yeah. Uh, want to experience the world, want to see what's outside of Australia. So uh, the opportunity to go into America, if you go for four years, you come back with a degree, great, awesome. But if you go for one year and, and you don't love it, well, there's no harm in trying, right? You can jump in and, and uh, I guess, see where you fit in the world and have an experience along the way. Yeah. And I guess, too, and, you know, we've had Cav on, you know, talking about his college pathways and things like that. And, you know, obviously more people are now giving, you know, the Aussies an opportunity, number one. And number two, you know, it's probably more of an untapped resource out here in Australia. I think if you look at a lot of college rosters, that's a big one, right? There are, there are certain schools, uh, Clarendon, McCook, uh, they're the first two that come to mind where the last few years there's been a lot of Aussies there. And I guess from a coaching perspective, if I find a, a stream of players that are, uh, are good, not causing me any headaches and, uh, and getting the job done for me, then I'm going to keep tapping it and tapping that well as much as I can and seeing if I can uh, find another couple more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And there's, you know, for every kid we send over there, I think, I know I read somewhere the other day, I think there's like at least 30, 40 kids over there at the moment. Yep. That's nice. And, and you know, there's, there's more kids going over in August and, you know, like so there's always that continual, you know, progress of sort of more kids going to college and, now, I think another thing is too, like as as Cavill was saying, you know, there's a college for everyone. There's a, there's a college for every kid. I think that's the big mind shift that's happened uh, in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, previously, it was if you want to go to college, you've got to be elite or you've got to be really good. Uh, whereas now it's a, you might not be a superstar baseballer, but you're a really good academic yeah, that school will pay for you to go. Yeah, mm. um, you might have family that live in the area, so you can live there, and it keeps the cost down, and you get that opportunity, that experience of living overseas. So, you're yeah. right. There's a there's a hundred percent opportunities for everyone. Um, one of the things I, I said to the AYC boys that I had this year and last year was, if you're going to go to college, which a lot of those kids obviously want to. Right. If you're making a New South Wales team, you're probably dreaming big. Yeah. But make sure you've you've got an idea as to what you're going to study and what you're hoping to bring back with it. A lot of Aussie kids come back with a, a degree and they go for a job interview and, and the uh, prospective employer goes, okay, what does this mean? Um, you know, if you can make sure that the degree's recognised or worth the piece of paper it's on, not only do you now get that life experience and that opportunity to play baseball overseas, but you uh, you come back with a degree that can potentially help you make an income. Yeah. 
And like, and you're pretty lucky at the club, you know. You've got guys like Max Brennan that's been there and done it, you know. So obviously, you know, a senior guy like him that talks about it. Then obviously, you know, you've got the other side of the fence. You know, you've got guys like you know Todd that have they've gone the pro ball route. You know, like they've, it's not like they're not around that that process. And obviously, you know, you went to college yourself, so you understand it. I think the the best part that we've got at the moment is we've got guys who have had a lot of different success and stories. Um, you got Wilco who went to college, um, personal reasons, didn't go back for his third and fourth year, came back, got in the ABL. He'll probably self-admit that it, it didn't work initially, yeah. but through hard work and grind, he's he's turned himself into a Team Australia pitcher and, and, and a really good role model and mentor for guys. You yeah. got Toddy who, who signed as a, 16, 17-year-old, got released, re-signed, released, re-signed. Um, Kyle Cross went to college for a few years, came back, found his way onto the ABL roster. So yeah. I guess that allows kids to ask the questions of the guys around the club and say, hey, what did you do? Did it work? Did it not work? Would you do it again? What would you do different? Um, yeah. And... Yeah, Nicole Lambert just said, like, obviously, Travis Pizana, huge inspiration for all young Aussie kids. 100%. He's, he's a special talent. Yeah. You know, it, uh, I had him in Little League for two or three years, and, and uh, I, I always said that uh, he was wired differently at Little League. He, he <laughs> saw things that other kids didn't. Yeah. Um, but then you can throw Joe Stevens in... in you know, the same group, he's over there at Purdue doing well. Uh, yeah. The Nadai family, um, Luke Livian's doing well over there at the moment. You know, there are, there's four or five guys at the end of their college or towards the end of their college that are doing really well over there at the moment. Yeah. And Mark Kelly just said, you know, what does Baseball Australia need to do to help grow the game here in Australia so that we can continue to be competitive internationally? I think we need more exposure. Yeah. I, uh, I I look at the, the Little League pathway last year and um, majority of our teams went to the World Series and and got beat up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we had a game against Curacao where we just got blown off the park. Um, we go to the 12s World Cup and we, we struggle a little bit, but I think more exposure to high-end talent um, – more high uh, high stress situations. You got to make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah, if you can make yourself uncomfortable and uh, and learn from that experience, that's when you get progress and development. Mm. I one and of the things that I say to a lot of kids uh, all the time is, it's hard to know where you fit if you don't know what the benchmark is. Yeah, and, and we're lucky that within Ride, the last few years, we've had some pretty good players. We've had some kids make state teams, Australian teams, whatever. So from a, for a young Ride kid's perspective, they can look at a, a kid and go, I need to be like, you know, X. And, and it's not that hard to envision or image being on the same park as that kid. Um, but if you don't know what X ever looks like, how do you know where to aim? Yeah. Mm. And you might think, hey, I'm a superstar. 
but then all of a sudden you get out of your small small pond and you get blown off the park. Yeah. And look, and I, I guess I wanted to just touch on a, on a few individual kids that, that I saw. I remember a conversation with you at Greenway a couple of years ago, Matt, and you said they this kid's only picked up baseball six months ago. And um, this kid was a freak. And, like, you know, guy was throwing strikes. I saw an absolute bullet at you know, Little League. And I'm like, six, six months this kid's been playing baseball? And I'm just like, wow. And, um, and to see this kid grow now into he's a legit player, mate. And, like, I don't know where you, where you found him, but mate, I'm, I'm sitting there going, this kid can't be for real because he was throwing hard. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I'd love to say it's skill, but sometimes it's luck, right? <laughs> kids, kids need some athletic ability, or and and also the right uh, the right mindset. I think yeah. uh, mm. I think in baseball, it's a game built around failure. It's built around getting out, and you might be the best hitter in the world, but if you don't learn how to accept getting out. Or accept that it's part of the game, yeah. And then that snowballs on you. Then you're never going to get hits, right? So, mm. um, I think it's one of the hardest things for kids to uh, to understand. Because there was there was Ryan, was it Ryan Ricky and oh, the other guy escapes me. Was it Frank? Someone? We got Frank Clark, who's a little bit Frank older. Clark? Yeah, he was in the AYC team this year. He he's <laughs> he's a good kid, good talent. Um, he'll be part of our senior league team. And then Riki, he's a couple of years younger. He was also part of the AYC team. He was one of the younger kids in that team this year. Yeah. Um, yeah I, remember, I remember watching those kids at, like, Little League. And I'm just like, these guys are amazing. Like, they were just, like, next level, like, pitching. It was just like, wow. But as I said, it's all about the base, right? If you yeah. start with that big base – and you can develop more kids and more kids get the opportunity, then it makes your club competition better, which in turn means that your best players are now playing against better players week in and week out. Uh, I always say to have a successful all-star program, you've got to have a strong club comp. Yeah. Because otherwise your, your best players or your all-star players are getting bored and aren't getting challenged week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question from Ben Pike: Do you think it's beneficial for kids aged 12, 13, 14 to go to the States on travel teams? If so, which ones are the best? I uh, there are a lot of opportunities out there at the moment. I, I'm not going to comment on on no. them. I do think there is definite benefit in getting more exposure. Yeah. Um, I 100 percent agree. You need to you need to challenge yourself. You need to make yourself uncomfortable. You need to get uh, in environments that uh, make you uh, make you better. Uh, yeah. And probably another thing I saw last time on your live stream, Matt, was also that you've got a, an all females team going to the state champs. So those two teams, an under twelves and under sixteens, uh, were coached by a few of our women's A grade players. Yeah. Uh, Izzy Lambert, who we mentioned earlier, uh, Abby Nines, Mahela O'Neill, um, coached those teams. They went to the Queensland uh, State Tournament. Uh, Queensland were lucky enough to invite us, so went up there for six games. 
massive eye opener for the girls. I think I think they uh, they came away going, "This is awesome. We need more of this." Uh, it's it's definitely a pathway that needs more attention. Uh, I've got four younger sisters that all played at varying times, so I'd love to see more opportunity for female uh, baseballers. Um, I guess it comes back to the whole numbers game, right? If we don't have loads, it's hard to do opportunities, but I think it's something that definitely needs to be addressed and, and, and more opportunities. There is that Baseball Australia Little League tournament announced a, a couple of weeks ago, which looks awesome. I think that's a great start. You add that to the under-16s that they've currently got, the youth women's. Um, potentially now you've got a little bit of a pathway where you could go Little League, 16s, youth women's, opens. Um, yeah. Yeah, that could work easily. Um, Joel Burke said, love the work Matt does with the Sydney Diamond Sports tournaments, Greenies, Eagles, etc." Uh, we're great for our kids who are not getting tough games, you know, each week. You know, and I guess that's what it's about, mate, isn't it? Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm a big believer in that you've got to develop a love for the game. And if if you're a kid who gets one at bat because you're batting 10 or 11 in the lineup uh, every week and, and you, you spend a couple of innings out in the outfield, it's, it's hard to develop a love for the game. Yeah. But you go to a Greenies tournament, or the Eagles that we used to have, the Warriors, the walk the plank. We've had a few over the years. Um, and all of a sudden you get thrown in the deep end. You potentially play five, six games in a couple of days. You have to get more at-bats. You have to spend more time on the field. You might even get an opportunity to pitch. Yeah, I've had so many coaches come to me over the years go, so I had to just pitch little Johnny. And I didn't even know he could pitch, but I'm going to pitch him next week in club. <laughs> yeah. So you know, for me, that's what it's about, right? Opportunities. If yeah. we can, uh, if we can get more kids playing uh, more baseball and enjoying it, then they're going to stay around. Yeah, 100%. and uh, and and I think coming back to what I talked about earlier, where we will volunteer, poor and time poor. Parents are always willing to help if they feel like their kids are getting something out of it. Yep. So if the parents can see value or benefit to their kids. I have no doubt that people will start jumping in and going, hey, do you want me to cook the barbecue? Do you want me to mark the lines? I don't know how to umpire, but I, I can turn sausages or I can draw a straight line on the ground for you. Yeah, and and I guess, you know, Janine Hunt just said, you know, we need to embrace the women's baseball the same as we do for the boys. Yeah, I agree. Agree. And, you know, that's – Roger, you're under a lot of pressure here, mate, um, being on the committee for, uh, for the women's. So, well, I hope you take Three three months <laughs> since December. <laughs> I'm just just taking some mental notes. <laughs> you know, can we expect answers, Roger? This is what it's all about, mate. You know, yeah. get you on here. But you know, Matt, yeah. what what's one of the things that um you know you do different for your women's program? Because you seem to have a lot of women coming through. Uh, look, I think softball is quite big in our area as well, which helps. Uh, North Shore softball is a, a, a significant or one of the most significant softball competitions, which in turn leads to a lot of their players coming and playing summer baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I've talked about, if, if they come and have a positive experience, then yeah. they keep coming back. Um, 
I um I also I also think that if you offer opportunities, so we've been offering a girls rookie reps team for five or six years. Um, we we're the first ones to get that started, and and I remember the first couple of years, you know, the the, the reception the girls got wasn't always pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, teams would beat up on the girls, and, and there'd be some comments made, and but. I think that's changed over the years and now there's more and more girls teams and, you know, Cronulla also sent a team up to that Queensland tournament. So people are definitely getting around it more. It's just now um, we need more people at the bottom to then build it because you you can't do things if you don't have the numbers, right? Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And um, Rob Gillombardes has come in and um, he said, Matt, with Greenway back in city winter, will you be heading it up? Good question. <laughs> that sounds like a. That sounds like. I'll give the straight bat. It sounds that. like a straight bat. <laughs> I'll give it the no run. But, uh, no, I'll see you out on the field at some stage. I'm sure. See, see where see where winner takes you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So yeah, and I I guess one of the other things too, Matt, is that you know, like you are so heavily invested in baseball you know, within the community and, you know, it shows with, you know, the amount of support that, that Ride get. I was even watching your stream last night and, like, your numbers are ridiculous. Like, your numbers double anybody else that streams because, obviously, it's a product that you're proud of. Oh, no doubt. Owen and Kerry, uh, Richard Thwaites, they do a great job on the stream. Uh, they take it very serious. Uh, Owen's regularly one of the first ones at the ground getting the camera angles right and setting everything up. And he's, he's got himself the pocket radar now, so uh, he, he can uh, calculate the pitch's velocity and all of that jazz. So he, he takes it very serious and, and does a great job. I think for us, the, the big part for us is uh, baseball's expensive. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. The stream allows us opportunities to get sponsors um, through advertising on the stream. And so we have to commit to a certain level of product, which then, you know, I guess puts value on their sponsorship of the club and their support of the club. Mm. Um, You know, some of the the sponsors, PJ Gallagher's, the Hunters Hill Hotel, they're huge. Like Without their support, we'd be in a boatload of trouble as a club. Yeah. Um, And it shows, but, like, you know, it's it's such a good product and, you know, and it is the benchmark, and Roger and I say it all the time, it's, it's it's the benchmark. Every year you do something different. Every year you step up the technology. Every year you do you do something to, to push the boundaries. and Keep investing in it. Yeah. It just, yeah, it keeps getting better and better. 100%. 100%. I think it's also, it all comes back to that whole community thing that we've spoken about briefly. Mm. And and last night we had our rep recognition night against Greater Western and and they were awesome about it. They were happy to delay the uh, uh, the the start of the first grade uh, so we could get all of the, the kids out there. And we had the fourteen rep teams on the field and and uh, and made a big deal about them. And, and there were kids everywhere. There were parents everywhere. And you know, it, it just created a vibe for everyone around ALS where. Uh, it, you know, it's about that community feel, right? That fun. It was, it was a great night. Yeah. And Nathan Willard said, no more of you pitching with the radar. But um, now... No, I, okay. I, know where the, uh, I know where the plug is, so I can pull that yeah. one. I, um, 
<laughs> I wasn't going to mention this, but Matt was telling me off air that um, they, he was on the mound and, um, you know, he told them, don't make sure the radar doesn't work because they didn't want anyone to know how hard he was throwing. Oh, here we go. Nah, look, th- thankfully, I don't do much pitching anymore because uh, those days are well behind me. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't need to be seen. Uh, and to be honest, I'd be more worried about the numbers coming back at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, it's – and, you know, it also shows too, like, as Nicole said, you know, Kerry is – Best broadcaster now and Richard are both legends. Yeah, totally. And and this is what it's all about, you know, like you've got a really good community. Shannon Bickles says, I will say right live stream has a radar feed, but the blue socks don't. Well whatever, Bickles. You're just a pest. <laughs> and uh Rod's parents are happy to help because Matt can you know is commitment to the kids without them compare. Enthusiastic and infectious. Every parent of rides knows how lucky we are to have Matt O'Neill as the head coach. Now, and yeah, I totally agree, Mark. And like, even even your supporters. Now, I'm going to mention this. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to now. But um, even your supporters, like, they're all dressed up in their wide supporters gear, and that's all Nike too. I'm like, I, I'm not sure if you've got shares in Nike or something, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it must have an absolute bomb to get a Nike and go, oh, by the way, I need 300, you know, tracksuits. I need, you know, 300 shirts. Like, yeah, look, we're lucky. I, I will say that. We are very lucky. And uh, But like, as I said earlier, we're able to, to get a pretty good price because of the uh, the amount of stuff we buy and, yeah. and uh, it allows us to keep the price down. So... Matt, before we let you go, um, obviously now you, you've sort of clinched full spot for first grade. So we've spoken to all the other first grade coaches and they're all happy to come on in a couple of weeks. We're just trying to organise a day for this to happen. Have a bit of a chat to all the top four head coaches about, you know, obviously the season so far and, and where you've got up to and, you know, what, what the plans are for the finals and things now. You know, it's um, it's going to be interesting because there's four big personalities. Um, you know, <laughs> I I think Roger was going to Roger was going to um, commentate commentate the the commentary because it's should <laughs> <laughs> be quite interesting. But um, look, mate, it's you know it's more than a pleasure to have you on. But you know, all, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, have you back on to talk about ride, talk about finals, talk about you know. Your experience, obviously, having four teams, you know, in finals is a big deal. Five teams is a big deal. Like, mm. you know, and even even Borko was saying it. You know, like they know it, they know how hard it is. You know, having every single team in there because you've got you've got to look at all your pitching options. You've got to look at all your stretched it's, resources. Yeah. It's it's hard to get everybody in. Firstly, uh, I think it even gets harder once you've got everybody in, because now the games go from time games to nine innings. Yeah. And and we're talking about a lot of extra baseball. Yeah. Uh, so who gets what resources? I, uh, I've i got a chat group with my, my state league coaches, and there's already been a bit of banter about who gets what pitcher, and <laughs> he's throwing this grade. No, he's mine. Get, get your hands off him. So, yeah. 
So it could be a fun couple of weeks as we uh, start prepping. So you see, position guy to get you a couple of innings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Wilco's throwing third grade, and yeah, Todd's throwing. <laughs> <laughs> The, the funny thing is, we'll go probably go down to third grade and, and get get hit because it's, they're not, they'll just be swinging just just in hope. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Yeah. no, it's um, it's always fun to sort of watch those those chess matches. It's a it's a completely different format. The three games in first grade, the the Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday format, uh, is a completely different dynamic. It, it really puts an emphasis on on winning game one, obviously. Um. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. It should be a big couple of weeks of baseball. Yeah. Let's just hope the rain stays away. Uh, it's, it's finals. You know it's going to rain. 100%. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> but um, Paul Slats just said, mate, you deserve the accolade. You had a lot to do with my boys' baseball coaching and helping with the reps. You fed the passion of so many young players over the years. Yeah, Thanks, totally. And... Um, yeah, look, it's, it's it's always a pleasure to have guys like yourself on, Matt. Um, we really appreciate it because it gives people, again, another insight into, you know, a different club, you know, obviously coaching at that higher level, you know, for Australia and then also doing AYC and also your club. But it also shows, you know, your commitment to, to the sport and also your commitment to the game and also your, you know, your local sort of... Um, Baseball family, really. Like, yeah. it's. I think for me, I was lucky. I got to go to college in the US. I got to do some really cool things. I came back with a couple of degrees. Um, I had some life experiences that exceeded everything that I probably ever imagined. Uh, so for me, I just want every kid that I coach, and, and every kid I coach, I said, and once you're one of my guys, you're always one of my guys. And if you ever need anything, I'm always happy to help. I don't care if you go back to Cronulla, Manly, wherever, Borco, Blacktown, I'm always happy to help. Um, but I just want every every kid, every every baseball to have an opportunity to, uh, to to do something like that, to do something cool with baseball. Yeah. Now, Matt, before you go, I have one last question. And this has bugged me for years. This has bugged me for years. Now. Most years, you always win at least one stat in first grade. <laughs> now, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it, but the hit by pitch. Now, is this because you crowd the plate or is it because people just generally just want to hit you? I, 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 think, I, <laughs> I think there's a few parts to it. There's probably people who enjoy hitting me. I do crowd the plate. I'm probably also dumb enough to not get out of the way. Um, I guess I'm, I'm a little bit of the old school mindset of, I don't care how I get on base. Yeah. I don't care how many hits I get. All I care about is winning. Yeah. And if I got to take two or three to the ribs to help the team win, well, I'll take two so or bad. three. Just hopefully it's not someone throwing too quick nowadays. It hurts a bit more. <laughs> But um, I've even seen too, mate. You stole on bases. <laughs> I uh, playing Cronulla last week. I, I got three, I think, in the week, and I was uh, obviously coached AYC with Jaden Cavill. So I was uh, I was pretty happy to give him a little bit of stick about the fact that I got three off him. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, 
tell the first baseman not to hold you on or what? Slips him a 15, goes, oh, here we go, done. So, oh, look, I'll be honest, <laughs> at least one of them was uh, just being the trail runner behind Cooper Wilson, who he, he's a little quick. Yeah. They're the easy stolen bases where the, the fast guy in front runs and you just run behind and hope you don't get done as the trailer runner. <laughs> but um, uh, one of the other things that me and Roger were speaking about is also that um, you're crafty too. You, you think about the game as a coach. You know, yeah. Any advantage on the field, you'll, you'll find Always it. Always looking for it. Always looking yeah. for something. Yeah. Look, I, I think uh, I think baseball is a game that, uh, you know, so many different things can happen and you've got to be prepared to think a little bit and, uh, and adjust on the run. Um, I've no doubt that occasionally my, my pitchers get frustrated with me because I say, oh, all right, this is what we're thinking, and then a plan will change because we get an out or we don't get an out and whatever, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's really important to to be flexible. Um, I give you an example at AYCs. I go into a game with a, this is my plan. This is ideally what I would like to use or, or not use. Uh, but I've got a, I guess, a tournament mindset, which is win the game I'm in. Yeah, don't look too far ahead. Uh, and and from the AYC perspective, we broke it down into. To small goals. Our first goal was to win four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, four games would get us into the reseed uh, top four. Then it was we had to win two of those to get us into the grand final. Yeah. And every time we won a game, we, we were like, all right, that's 25% of the job done. Nice job. Enjoy the win, but not get too excited because we've still got 75% to go. Now yeah. we've got 50% to go. Uh, so I guess... I'm always prepared to be a little bit flexible, think on the run, uh, adjust the plan, throw the plan out the window. Because, like, one of the other things that Roger and I've seen over the years too is that, mate, your teams just don't go away. You just don't go away. Like, you just fight, you just there, you niggle. Like, yeah. It's just, and grind it, I, grind I, and grind and grind. And, like, you're probably one of the most annoying people to coach against too because – we don't know what you're thinking. Half the time, we don't know if you know what you're thinking. What's going on? It's like, you know, there's like just, it's so unconventional sometimes and it does catch you off. It does catch you by surprise. Yeah. I think, I guess, you know, not trying to fill you with all of uh, my, my mantras and everything and bore you to death, but no. one of the other mantras I use with, with all the teams I coach is play every game like it's your last. And, and if the game you played today was the last game you ever played, would you be happy with how you played? Yeah. And I'm not talking about getting five hits and hitting five home runs or 15 strikeouts. I'm talking about were you a good teammate? Did you hustle? Did you give yourself a chance to be competitive on the field? Yeah. Because there will be days that you'll be competitive and, and the results won't match up. But if you give yourself a chance to compete every day, then more often than not, you're going to have a positive result. And if you can have positive results, then obviously that leads to more success and then success breeds more success, et cetera. But uh, creating, uh, creating an idea of uh, 
you know, just go out there and compete regardless of the score, the situation. You know, have a bit of pride in your uniform, have a bit of pride in your, your own individual performance. Yeah, too easy. Right, Matt. Well, uh, look, thanks for your time, mate. Uh, it's always good to you know, get a little bit more of an, an insight into, you know, what goes on, not only in Bride, but also, you know, in AYC and things like that. But, um, look, mate, good luck for finals. Obviously, you know, we'll love to get you back on in a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, then we can sort of go through the, the finals chat. But um, uh, Awesome, guys. It's been fun. And thanks for having me on. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll catch up uh, soon before the finals and then hopefully uh, after the finals if things go to plan. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we, we, could do, we could do a podcast while you're celebrating grand final wins. That could be interesting. Yeah, look, probably not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> probably not yeah. ideal. Have the sensor button ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roger, we've all celebrated them. So, yeah. Correct. We, we know what they're like. But, um, That's it. You never, you never forget the good ones. Uh, awesome, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Have a good night. Take it easy. Thanks. Roger. Oh, love love talking to Matt. He's always good. Just, just a different mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Just, like, I mean, it's so positive, so passionate. I guess they're, they're yep. the things that... That's the... Well, that's that's what attracts, like you said, you get these volunteers buying in because they see the enthusiasm, they see everything he's he's putting forward. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, Rog, did you want to announce it? Do you want me to announce this? No, nah, you, you announce it. Yeah. Oh, think... you, you've done all the legwork on it. Well, not oh, really. Yes. I've done nothing. Oh. So, you're, you're the contact point. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm the contact point. But, um, <laughs> Roger, Roger and I, I'm not sure how this works, but um, Roger and I are apparently going to um, to commentate one of the women's um, second grade games on Friday night. I think we're backing up too for Saturday, Roger. Yep, we'll be there Saturday, are do, do you reckon we could turn it into a podcast? What do you reckon? Maybe. We'll get the ratings up. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what? For the stream? <laughs> oh, sorry. Get the ratings up for the stream and the podcast, mate. But, um, yeah, so Roger and I are going to um, do some do some commentary. I hope it's better than our podcast. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. But, uh, hey, Roger, do you know tonight's our 21st episode? Can you believe that? No. Wow. Well, you've only been here for like five, so yeah. So I was gonna say it's your twenty-first. It's my fifth or sixth. So you know, <laughs> actually, I've already had a double streak. I've got to be more than six. Yeah, I've at least been ten. But um, Janine, if you're looking forward to, it, I'm not sure if we are because <laughs> well, she enjoys the podcast, so maybe, yeah, maybe uh, she's looking I forward to the commentary to being the same. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Tim's MIA. He'll come back. Tim's busy. Yeah, Tim's busy. So Tim's going to come back when he's not so busy. But um, yeah, but look. Work life. Yes. Um, Tuesday night, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, we're, we're actually not having a guest on Tuesday night. Roger and I are going to do a bit of a QA. and a So um, ask us oh, your questions. questions because I think, in early. Do them through the post. Yeah, because what we what we're looking at doing doing a bit of Q and A, 
um, tell us, you know, your thoughts, questions, queries on different things related to baseball. And uh, Roger and I will give you our thoughts or not thoughts. But also, too, you know, like what's, what's going to work, uh, what we see that works well and what doesn't work well. Um, same as like when we did our streaming 101, you know, trying to get you know, more engagement. So, you know, if you've got some ideas and stuff, ask us on Tuesday night. Um, you know, look, nothing's off limits, but also, you know, ask things responsibly. Don't, yes. you know, don't be stupid about it, please, because um, we'll just end up deleting the deleting the comment or maybe deleting you. But um, obviously, Shannon's gone. Obviously, Maths is on, so Bickle's walking off. So um, anyone that doesn't know, Shannon Bickle's a massive Maths fan. He loves it. Maybe he's got training on tonight. Training. Backup session. It's Sunday Mate, night, you know. It's Mad take it, Monday. Take it, he's, take, he's taking Ethan to the uh, to the gym. <laughs> so, actually, Rog, did you hear any Mad Monday stories for any, for any state league clubs that got knocked out? No. No, I haven't heard any yet. Okay. That's uh, something we're going to have to investigate, buddy. Okay. That's it. Well, they've still got so, a week of washout, so they – a week of washout week, so, you yeah, know. Some of them that are done – some teams that are done, mate. Like, yeah, true. They might have already done it like a pre. Actually, that's probably where Boomers were. Boomers were already <laughs> celebrating their uh, their minor premierships. I don't know because they had a forfeit yesterday, so I'm not sure what happened there. But um, obviously, yeah, we'll probably go through the this um, finals too for women's league, Rog. Yep. You're the, you're the expert in that field. Uh, it's um Nicole's a great session. Yeah, we try, Nicole. Trust us, we try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 21, so, 21 episodes in and we're still pretty yeah. ordinary. But um, it's only the guests that keeps lifting us, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. We've had Australian players, we've had Australian coaches, we've had everything else, we've had Australian players, yeah. we've had and we're just two nobodies. So that's it. Yeah. I'm an I'm an imposter, so you know. <laughs> Want to be? People send me messages. He sent me sent me one as well. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have a look at it. But um, right, guys. Well, what what did you, Rob say? Just let you know, I got another hit by pitches. Oh, really, Rob? Seriously? Yep. It's first at bat too. Who's the umpire? Uh, did you get put back in the box. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't get put back. He got got awarded first. Oh. Didn't lean. Didn't lean into this one. Hey Rob, Rob, I want to Rob, I want to share something with you because you are on on here, mate. You know that video I put up of you getting plunked. Three point two k views that's had. Three point two k views of watching, watching you getting plunked. I'm gonna monitor it, but um, yeah. I just find it hilarious. Roger and I are also gonna look at some um, try to get some plays. That is awesome. Yeah, we love it because I'm gonna try to find some more of you getting pop rob because I find it quite funny. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> rob might be leading that stat as well because he doesn't I, move out of the way too. I'm an influencer. No, you're not. Stop it. Actually, Rob, when are you coming on the show? I've decided I want to have you on. He's he's free. We'll talk to him. 
Oh, here's another guy. Another guy we should get on, Gary Everson. Tell you a story about Gary Everson, right? He was on, he was on, what was it called? He was on the, the Borco podcast. I'm not Borco, Borco, I don't know. Oh, yeah. talking Borco stream. On the Borco stream, telling me that he's retiring from, from State League. I'm like, hang on a yeah. sec, champ. You've got to come on our show first. That's, yeah, you can't do it with the, with the opposition. You can't do it with Borco, mate. You've got to come on here with us. <laughs> Gary, that's I right. think that's you, thought, Gary, thought I'm going to invite you on. We'll get you on here and you can have a great conversation with, with us and tell us all about your baseball experiences. After finals, right? No. After finals. Is that, is that going to be your seventh premiership if you get up? You can talk He's all about it. Yes. It's um, an influence or under the influence. No, that's the Borco guys that are under the influence, not us. <laughs> Apparently they had a big night, uh, a big night at the Castle Hill 40th anniversary so there, there was a story going around that underneath their place cards on their tables there was a free drink voucher and a certain nice. borco influencer who will, who will remain nameless andy courtney <laughs> was going around <laughs> lifting up all the place cards and finding all the free drink vouchers so, Yes, apparently they had lobster, they had wagyu steaks and beef rods at the Castle 40th. So sounds like that would have been a um I will suggest a date to Gary, it won't be an issue at all, mate. Well I would do Tuesday night, but you're busy training because you've got finals and stuff. And um Jason Newell Evo is one of the best. There's a song about that, Newley. And I'm not gonna sing it because it'll be terrible. But, um, that's it. Well, guys, well, that's all we have for tonight. Thank you once again, Roger. Roger, are you showing up Tuesday night? Or are you going to ditch me again? No, I'll be there Tuesday. I haven't got you any should. work planned, so I'm good. Yeah, I've heard that story before, mate. I've heard story and Bellamy's gone. You know, but, um, <laughs> At least my internet's stable now. <laughs> hey, oh, Kelly bought you this too. For your phone. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, it's red. Goes fast. Yeah. And she she said when we get back from DG that um we might even be able to get you a laptop, Roger, so you're semi professional. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yeah, it's all good. Right guys, well thanks again for tonight and uh we'll see you on Tuesday night. So well. I want to rip the left field. That ball is going to be over the head of Anderson.